I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Oh, Tony, baby, you're a mess. Thank Grimes, it's Tuesday. It's time for Trend Lightly. Are you ready? The trending news podcast for anyone who is literally not an absolute virgin. (laughs) Extremely online, extremely clueless, horny for Bitcoin. Oh, baby. You're in the right place. Now it's time to meet your host, the Irish-American Tornado and the real Princess of Wales. We are back. Molly McAleer and Tiffany Maddox. Welcome back to Trend Lightly, everyone. I'm Molly McAleer, and today I'm joined by my friend Krista. Krista Krista Xavier, how you doing, babes? I am doing fantastic. It's a beautiful Sunday. How are you? Good. Now, I want to let everyone know Tiffany didn't pass away. We're not in a fight. (laughs) It's her husband's last day, I believe. Today's the last day. It's her last night together. So they're in London. And Krista was nice enough to step up to the plate and be here today with me on Easter Sunday. Welcome back, Jesus. Yeah. No, he's doing his thing. No one knows where he is right now. Well, did we ever get an update on where he went after he rose no. like die again i i you know 12 years of catholic school i have no fucking idea i know he like went on a really long walk with his friends which is like relatable as fuck but then i think he just kind of like i know there was like there's a bunch of different religious holidays in the catholic church that all sound like they could mean the exact fucking same thing like uh-huh. the ascension like the ascension could mean absolutely anything so I know at some point he reascended, like he like went back up to heaven. I just don't know exactly when that was. And there were definitely like three days where everyone was like, we don't know where the fuck he is, but he's back. 
Yeah, it kind of doesn't feel like my business. Yeah, it doesn't feel like my, like, I don't feel like I need to know. It's like when Agatha Christie, like, (laughs) went missing for, like, a month, and then they just found her in a health spa, and she was like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you why. Very Jesus. I wish that they had had more of, like, a Q&A in church. (laughs) How so? Like, I mean, I feel like they tell you all this stuff. You go listen to this guy do a speech. And, like, unlike any other sort of, you know, speech that you're given, except for maybe a TED Talk. But I've never been to one of those. But I don't think there's, like, a Q&A after. I mean, is it kind of a TED Talk when you go to Mass? Because I feel like any sort of, like, you know, scholarly situation or whatever, there's usually, like, a Q&A after the speech. Oh, no. Well, the priest is, he talks directly to God. So it's basically like whatever he's saying is like absolute fact. That's mm-hmm. like what they want you to believe. Well, that is obviously not true. He's just an old man in a dress. But I did go to 12 years of Catholic school. So I know what they want you to believe. They definitely do want you to believe that. I actually am going to move this story up just while we're on the subject of it. I think we like this Pope, right? Like as much as you can like a Pope. Yeah, he's he's the woke Pope. He's been pretty fun. I've really, really enjoyed like every single meme that has occurred involving the Pope. He's like definitely a memeable Pope. We like him, I think. So the Pope says that, you know, using Tinder, etc. is normal. And that sex is one of the most beautiful things God gave to human beings. And so I think he's okay with fucking, too. Oh, yeah. No, he absolutely thinks that fucking is okay because I, first of all, when I saw this link, I was like, oh, hell yeah, because I love a good Pope Francis story. I think it's just the Catholic roots. I don't know for sure. Hold on. I'm opening this link. But he says at one point. He's like, basically, the uh, way that we discuss sex in the church is, like, infantile. (laughs) He said, like, the catechism on sex is still in diapers, which is a weird way to put that. But Mm -hmm. I agree. Like, it's still very much just like, like, I even when I was, I mean, I'm not, like, that young. I'm 31. But, like, even when I was in school, they were just like, don't fuck. That's it. That's all you got. He goes... To express oneself sexually is something rich. Anything that diminishes a true sexual expression diminishes you as well. It renders you partial, and it diminishes that richness. Sex has a dynamic of its own. It exists for a reason. It's an expression of love. That is a lot of knowledge about fucking for someone who allegedly doesn't. Well, yeah, no, wait. So they really, like, snuck this in there, but they snuck in towards the end of this article. He said, asked whether he wanted to be in a relationship, He said he had been in one before I entered the seminary, but then I chose celibacy. This is a pope who is fucked. Okay. Okay. So that's weird, though. No, (laughs) it's the ultimate sacrifice for his boy, God, or something. But it's, it's weird to have fucked and then to scale back on that. Yeah. I mean, I know there are like people like, you know, like, I don't know if sex addiction is a real thing. Like, I know there are people with like trouble with sex or whatever, but, and no, obviously, like, you know, is. yeah, there I, that definitely is a thing. I don't know why I'm trying to be like downplaying it. <laughs> I also just completely forgot what I was saying. So, like, I, but I, I think he's probably fine. I think it's probably normal. It is weird, though. It is a little weird. 
It is weird, you know, but religion's weird. I mean, we're it talking is. about a scenario in which, like, you know, Jesus really, he could be a little older, but he's pretty old. And, like, we don't, we, you know, everyone talks about him. But, like, you know, I've been around the dialogue my whole life. I don't even know how he died. I mean, I know how he died. I don't know where he <laughs> went after he came back. I have no idea. That's like that's where I just exposed that I like have no fucking cultural education. Is like I don't have no idea where that man came from or where he went. Not and a clue. The fact is, there's probably someone out there listening to this who has patiently explained this exact thing to me before, but it just hasn't <laughs> stuck. Yep. Yeah, no, there are certain things that people have explained to me in my life where I'm just like, that's not, I, I'm sorry, it's not penetrating, and it's not going to penetrate, and I appreciate mm. that you want me to know, but it's not going to happen. Penetration, girl. <laughs> I was, so, let's kill away from that for a second. So you spent this morning with your family, and now you and your boyfriend are going to spend this evening with his. Is this all Easter activity, or... Yeah, yes. so I guess it's like technically technically Easter activity, but like we're just kind of spending time. It's one of those days where like we're we're both very non-secular. Like I was raised Catholic, but my family doesn't like go to church or anything anymore, and uh Chris's family was never religious. So we're just kind of like, oh, it's a, technically a holiday. We'll hang out and get dinner with the family and or breakfast as we did this morning. That's so and you know, I I wish I understood the freedom of growing up without religion. I wish I understood that too. I would have a lot less to unpack in therapy every week. <laughs> but I've definitely met some people where I'm like, you could use a little faith. Like yeah. you're a little like you're a little too wiry. And I feel like if you had grown up with the proper fear of God in you, you would be a little <laughs> bit better. That's true. A little wiry. I like that. Yeah, just like misbehaved. You're just like, you're yeah. kind of rude. You're kind of rude in a way that you just aren't if you were raised Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> with, with all the deep shame and the intense need to like be nice and be well, I'm good. I'm also really happy you're here because I don't have to fake it with you. Krista also has fibro. And so, yeah. bitch, you know. I'm like, I had a scary nightmare last night and like jolted awake at probably 5.30 this morning, which was not really what I wanted to do. Like 5.30 is fine. I went, I nodded off around 9.30 last night like a grandma, but I was fucking tired today. And I'll tell you what, do you get, like, if you have a cut or something, do you, are you more likely to get it infected? Not that I am not that I've dealt with, but that is also because I'm a fucking psycho about getting like a cut or a scrape and I will clean it like as if I was just wounded in like battle. Like I will get like a full first aid kit and clean out every single wound. So maybe, but I am a psycho about it. So no. Because my shingies got infected, which, oh. you know, isn't like... I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's crazy or not, but like the antibiotics didn't work and the herpes medication I took didn't work. But and then I had to like go get some more stuff and then I was fine. But Thank God, I burnt myself in my electric blanket this week mm -hmm. while I was sleeping and I had like a second degree burn on my wrist. And I'm telling you, I think this bitch is infected. I will say 
having had burns before, like serious burns almost, or like burns that occur when you leave a uh, like a heating pad or something on for a long time, it looks gnarly. It's usually fine unless you start seeing like weird colors that you would not expect. Well, it's just real red around the perimeter. And like, I think it's also in a weird part of my wrist too. So it's getting Mm -hmm. a lot of action. Like same way my shingles were in just a really inconvenient part of my body being like sort of along the side of my torso where I was like, you know, maybe I am athletic. Like I I didn't even realize that. But the other fibro moment I had this week that kind of took me by surprise was I got a blowout at dry bar Mm -hmm. and it hurt when the lady was pulling my hair with the round brush. Okay. Yes, exactly. I hate having my hair done now and it makes me so fucking sad. I like I don't get my hair cut as frequently as I should because there are times when just the roots of your hair will hurt. It's so ouchy. It is and very ouchy, yeah. I was surprised by that a little bit because, you know, I mean, I definitely, I, I wouldn't say I work my weave at home, but I'm no stranger <laughs> to like having some like, you know, doing some hairstyles or whatever. I'm very, I'm pretty wash and wear, truthfully, but then, you know, I, I definitely will go in and do stuff. And I was, I was just like, oh, damn, but. You know what? Have, have you been a dry bar? You've been, right? I have not been to a dry bar. No. I have been trained by like three girls who worked at dry bar when I worked at Sephora, but that was the closest I've gotten. Mm. Girl, I'm telling you, like they do not give a fuck about you at dry bar. <laughs> and I've, I think I've only been there like two or three times, maybe, maybe four, something like that. Not many yeah. times because I'm more likely to just go into a salon. That has like a $25. I just want my hair straight. I can even style it from there. You know, volume at yeah. the root, straight, nothing crazy. And I, you know, I just never noticed until this time. This girl did not want to talk to me. I, I think she barely smiled. Like she was just, I realized like she she was kind of like a sex addict where I meant nothing <laughs> to her. There was no relationship to be formed. Like, she was going to hit it and quit it with me. And I was like, maybe that's kind of nice, you know? Because, like, I feel like a lot of hairdressers have to put in this, like, exhausting work of either listening or talking all day. Yeah. I mean, like, hairdressers and bartenders are not that dissimilar. Yeah. It's got to be exhausting. Yeah. That's – I I love – I love that like experience at dry bars. I don't know. Have you heard of like, Hey, I think it's called Hey Day. It's no. like a, you get like facials. They do like facials, but it's kind of like, I don't know. It seems like the, the gig economy version of facials where like people like rent, like, but it's, but it's very chic. It's in like the center of Philly, center city, Philadelphia, right near Rittenhouse Square. And someone got me, my ex best friend got me a um, gift card. Say? to this place and I went there and the the girl was like talking the whole time about how she had really bad allergies (laughs) I was just like like didn't ask me whether or not like I wanted to be talked to she just was like yeah like I feel like really gassy today and I was like am I on a fucking episode of a television program like what is going on 
Like the oh. service standards in places like Dry Bar and like like Heyday, like that they're not good. You were at what? What would you do with John Quinones? Yeah, like I I truly felt like someone was gonna bust in. I was like, that is like unethical on so many levels. I'm here like getting the facial treatment, but yeah, no, she it just bizarre. So they're just trying to like churn people out in there. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a one and done quickie facial that you yeah. sort of like, okay. Are you at least alone or are you in a room? You're in a room, but they're all like partitions, like with like yeah. curtains. So it's so. kind of like a room. Love that. Well, Love proud of that. you. Thank you. I made it through. No, that's <laughs> insane to be like giving someone a facial and be like, I'm gassy today. <laughs> it was insane. And I told that, that the friend who had got me the gift card. I was like, yeah, like, uh, like I really, really appreciate it. I was like, but the the girl was so funny, and she was so offended that I like didn't enjoy the fucking facial. And I remember being like, babe, I thought she was gonna snot on me while she was doing a facial on my face. Like, it's not about you. That's why she's your ex best friend. Exactly. She fucking sucks. Anyway, moving on. I also am sure you didn't say that you didn't appreciate the gift. You just said oh, the no. chick was weird. Yeah, no, I was like, thank you so much. Like, it's so cool to get a facial. I was like, but like the therapist was fucking awful. (laughs) She was really, really offended. I don't know. I don't understand rich people. So that was a problem. Anyway. That's a perfect transition because Kanye West is being, his school Donda Academy is being sued. The TMZ headline (laughs) says, you only feed kids sushi. <laughs> fucking sign me up. I'm sorry. I, w- <laughs> I want to eat sushi all day. So like he, fuck these kids. I mean, it's that's a lot. One yeah, day, I know. five days a week, and it's sushi. Like when you're a kid, you need snacks and stuff, and also they're all gonna have mercury poisoning. That is true. There is the mercury concern. I mean, I'm sure there's some vegan sushi at Donda Academy, but regardless. I was jesting. I would not like to eat sushi every day. (laughs) But yeah, that's fucked up that that is what he was doing to all the children. Sure. So here's some more stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. So two former teachers who are black women from Donda Academy are suing because they were retaliated. They were fired because they basically were just like, this place is not safe. And I don't think the kids are learning anything. And because they, you know, they're saying that it was, it's because of their race. And I believe anything goes. I believe, I believe these women. I believe that you pretty much have to say, you just have to say, oh, I worked at Kanye West school. And I'm like, that's valid. Like whatever is happening, I believe you. So sushi was the only thing that was available and kids weren't allowed to bring in their own food or drink. That is what I think is bizarre, that they weren't even allowed to bring, like, their own lunch or whatever the fuck. I bet it's, like, an, a liability thing. Yeah. It's fucking weird. I mean, honestly, the whole school is a liability thing, if we could be honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kanye didn't want children using forks or utensils. <laughs> I'm Kanye- reading this now. Kanye did not allow artwork to be hung on the walls and no one was allowed to wear jewelry because he did not like jewelry. (laughs) Kanye didn't allow chairs, forcing children to sit on foam cushions or stand while the teachers were relegated to standing or using a stool. 
Also, classes could not take place on the second floor because Kanye is afraid of stairs. Mm -hmm. He's afraid of stairs. That's amazing. Which is believable, by the way. Yeah. Look at him doing Kim's home. Maybe there'd be a couple stairs here and there, like leading to a slightly different level. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I've never seen stairs in that house. Yeah, no. I don't think I've seen stairs. I've just seen like long marble hallways. Let me know if you guys, I'll lo I'll look it up after and see if I can find a picture of Kanye on some stairs. But that's interesting. <laughs> that might be something that we've just not realized. Oh my God. Kanye on the stairs. Now I, I'm just, I gotta, I gotta take a look. Kanye on stairs. So also the teachers claim that the school doors were physically locked from the outside during the school day, meaning that you're not allowed to, like, leave the classroom, which, oh, is there a bathroom in every classroom? Yeah, I have questions. Was there, like, pee accidents? I feel like <laughs> there was. I mean, they're also children, so yeah, I would think there would be pee accidents. There's no lesson plans, no proper disciplinary procedures, so, like, the kids were acting out because, like, the teachers didn't have guidelines for how things would... Can you imagine if someone just took it into their own hands and, like, hit one of the kids? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not Christ. funny. But I'm just trying to think, like, when you have no resources whatsoever, you're like, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I lost it. Yeah. <laughs> their paychecks were being shorted up to $2,700 per pay period. And yeah, that's that's what they're suing him for. And I'm going to say that sounds valid. Uh, yeah, it's all valid. I'm anything you would tell me about the Kanye West school, I would immediately believe. It's interesting that all the kids had to wear all black and they weren't allowed to have Nike or Adidas. And it makes me wonder. They're all wearing his little slides in their in this like school picture in the middle. But. Like, is that just for aesthetic? I mean, it looks like a little cult. It, Yeah. I mean, there's been, like, cult energy happening, I think, since the beginning of this, hasn't there? Yeah, but it's like it's like a little baby cult. I mean, I know with his religion it was. Yeah, sure. his religion was. On. There was definitely cult energy happening there. Okay, well, let's just get to it. <laughs> Taylor Swift. And Joe Alwyn broke up after six years. It was exclusively reported by E.T., although Taylor's publicist, Trey Payne, did not make an official statement. I'm tending to believe that it's, it's real because, you know, like everyone knows that people is like, you know, highly compromised. Like you could just your public publicist can just like get the narrative exactly out there that she wants and people does it because they get all these exclusives right mm -hmm. so they one person that you don't really cross in media is taylor swift like oh absolutely because she will fucking clap back with something it's not always good but she'll clap back with it and also like she moves magazines and stuff yeah. she really moves units so it's important to have a good relationship with her for that reason, too. I think she's less likely to say something now. She is more likely to choose a competitor to have, like, a relationship with. Mm -hmm. I would think so, so. that said, Taylor, you know, we've talked about it. I'm sure you've seen on TikTok, et cetera. She looks like she's having a goddamn ball on the oh, air. Oh, she's tour. having a 
fucking great time. I don't think I've ever seen a lady have such a good time in her life. She looks so fucking happy. And, you know, fans right now, the common reaction from, well, obviously there's multiple sides. Yeah. There's gaylers who are like on another planet right now. Because even, I mean, listen, I do think she was with Joe. Okay. I'm going to give oh, you yeah. that. I think they were yeah. together. I don't think it was, I don't know. I don't know shit about it, actually. I don't know shit about Taylor Swift. This is your area of expertise. I know. And Kristen, you're not the biggest Taylor Swift fan. I'm just, I very much softened on pretty much everything that I used to have very hard opinions about after like the past four years because everything is tragic and I just, you know, want people to feel joy. But I'm not like over the moon for Taylor Swift. Like I, I don't listen to like her albums regularly, but I don't, I don't mind her. She's just another you guys, lady. Please spare her if any like Swifties are listening to this right now and fuming. Krista's a nice lady. Yeah, don't be and, mean to me. I'm very small and non-threatening. <laughs> and believe it or not, it's okay to not have a love or a, dis- a dislike of Taylor Swift. Like you can just be neutral, which I yeah. think a lot of people are right now. I would consider myself to be neutral. That's where I find myself. But then there are the people that think Taylor Swift could not have experienced any human development over the last <laughs> eight years or so. She was single for a couple of years and got, got together with Joe. There are people who are convinced that she is dying inside, that this is the worst thing that has ever happened to her. You know, she's also in Liverpool right now. It's rumored to be that she's there filming mu- new music video with Joey Kang, and then she's going to head back to the States and do her shows in Miami. But there are people who believe that she is crying in net on her pillow, secretly miserable. The world thinks she's happy, but she goes home and cries every night. They think she's lucky. <laughs> are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I 
wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. This is not the story of a girl named Lucky. This is the story of a girl named Taylor Swift who is having a fucking great time. And again, I'm not seeking out this content. Like, I'm not like a Taylor Swift fan. I enjoy some of the songs, but I'm not like a fan. And I'm still seeing so much just like on my For You page. She is having the time of her fucking life. She's having a great time. And that makes makes me like her more, frankly. She's living her truth. She's having a wonderful time, beautiful outfits. So there are some people that are, you know, recalling how many songs over her discography since she met Joe are about like, you know, if I lose you, that would be the scariest thing that could ever happen to me. Like nothing would be worse than you just up and leaving one day. The world will tear us apart. You know, all of these sort of sentiments are written about in her music. And I think people have confused, like, emotions with a life story. Do you know what I mean? Like, Taylor Swift's, you know, fleeting fear of something like that might be just, like, a moment she's writing about and not her personality. Yeah, we also just went through God knows how much fucking tragedy and trauma in the world like i would be freaking the fuck out if i was a person who wrote like my song lyrics would have been terrifying during that time it's normal to be scared it was normal to be afraid of everything at that point so like also like what if we just felt like roommates you know like after six years when it's like there's the seven year itch right but like six years is around the range of time where you really look at a situation and say, like, if this isn't going to go further, then, like, we should, you know, probably, you know, move on. Like, maybe they felt like roommates. Maybe yeah. they weren't fucking anymore. You know what I mean? Maybe it'd been, like, eight months. They weren't even connecting in the bedroom. Like, things just peter out. Like, and I yeah. really kind of feel like that's what happened. And she was like, well, I'm going to be on the road for basically, like, the next year. He's filming a, a movie right now so they probably were like let's just like look at the situation like probably let's probably just not do this anymore you know why bother continuing and who knows like they could have a fucking uh, j-lo and ben affleck moment in 10 years we don't know but like for now probably seems like their best route is to just like do their own thing so there's been some rumors since it came out now i want to just you know so being a trending show, you know, I, I've been looking on all corners of the internet to see what people are saying. Now, Dumois, who has maintained for over a year that she knows basically for a fact from a capital V-E-R-Y good source that Taylor and Joe are married. What? Then yesterday she's singing a different song. 
Oh yeah, it is true they broke up. You won't see a divorce filing because their ceremony wasn't legal. You know, Taylor's okay. actually doing well and has moved on with an older guy. Oh. And I'm like, really? an older guy who is more low key. Now, who is more low key than Joe Alwyn? Yeah. Because, like, I didn't even know. I, I still, I'm looking at a photo of this man and I, I could not pick him out of a lineup in like a day if you ask me to like i don't know who he is i mean honestly it is that thing where blonde men just look like big children they like do. he's not sexy to me because he looks like a little boy to me in an adult man's body yeah i don't know if i feel that way specifically i just feel like he looks kind of like just he's just a guy just no like i guess a generic I'm- white man I feel neutral when I look at him, much like my yeah, friends. Same. I feel like I'm kind of like the way that you would with like where it's like with a kid where it's like not even an option. I think maybe that's what I mean, too. Like my eyes glaze over when I see something like that. Like it, mm-hmm. it's just that's not someone I would ever. Anyway, I know. And people are like, I'm sure he. <laughs> that's what's keeping you from being with Joe Alwyn is that you don't want to be in a relationship. Anyway, so. <laughs> So that's what Dumois is saying. Then uh, my friend MK was reaching out to me. I mean, I was getting a lot of texts yesterday. I was very much like, I'm, I've, trained, I've trained my friends well. <laughs> my friend MK texted me this morning that she had her eye on Crazy Days and Nights to see when NT would inevitably post something. And he did. Blind item number five. This is all linked in the show notes, by the way. He says, I bet this A-plus singer is wondering if she can claw back that fake award she got her now ex. It didn't keep him around as long as she thought it would. So, get this. You know how he wrote Betty. That's the the thing that everyone laughs about because it's like, okay. (laughs) So, she has had him use a pen name for that and when you look up on the website where like songs are registered or whatever it's escaping my name right now you can see that william bowery which was the name that he used is an american citizen which is why so many people sort of were like it's possible she's married because william bowery and then of course the gaylers are like well because her real lover wrote that with her there is there is so much there is so much with the taylor swift of it all that it's like i almost like cannot keep like that's one of those things for me that just does not does not enter my brain like i cannot remember any of the names you just said (laughs) i'm not gonna lie if it was gonna be someone who would it be i don't i Hmm. I can't say. I honestly, I don't know who she associates with. Do we know her associates? I mean, well, she's she. We have to remember she's in the business world genuinely. So if mm. we're talking like a low key man, I wonder if it's some guy like maybe like a venture capitalist or something. That very much, very much could be it. And I could see that, that would make sense to me because yeah, she is so in that world. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like she's I not honestly... in like a pop star type of situation at this point. No, she's like a nerd. <laughs> she's, yeah. uh, you know, she's like a sweet nerd. So yeah, that's the big news with Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn. I mean, I, you know, I don't think everyone's like that breakup album's going to hit. I don't think she's going to give him her usual treatment. No, because he was fucking boring. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sure they had some great times, but like that was not like a fun. It didn't seem like a song worthy relationship. It seemed like like a relationship that was very much about like growth and like understanding themselves as people maybe um yeah i mean yeah i think so people are also really caught up and they're referencing midnight a lot and being like guys she just released it and it's kind of like well one we don't know how long she wrote that over secondly babe taylor herself said that that whole album the whole concept of it was from 12 sleepless nights over the course of her life yeah, so even I know that. <laughs> like, that could have been, I mean, she didn't just write any of those songs. Those songs are from a long time. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really do think that this was like, in a in a world where maybe this is just to give her like a mild dating life if this was PR. But yeah, you guys will survive. True love is not dead. I'm sure Taylor just wants us to be happy and spend our money. Oh, 100%. She'll be 100% fucking okay. She's good. Proud of her. Proud of her, too. And Joe Alwyn will figure it out. He just has to, like, do some studio apartment hunting. (laughs) He'll find a place to land eventually. He will. Krista, where were you when Ben Affleck speaking in very fluent Spanish while promoting the movie Air went viral. I literally saw this first thing in the morning yesterday and showed it immediately to Chris, who was very confused as to why it was awesome. And I was very confused as to why he didn't think it was awesome because it fucking rolls. (laughs) That's the craziest shit. His accent, so good. La cosa importante a entender es que este no es la historia de Michael Jordan. Y también uh, Michael Jordan no se aparece en la, en la película. Es tan grande, es tan importante, es tan magnífico. No, no hay un actor en el mundo que la audiencia puede creer. Cuando yo digo, mira, es Michael Jordan, van a creerlo. Inmediatamente van a pensar, este, todo este es, es mierda, es una película de mierda, no lo creo. Y, y destruyo, destruyo completamente. Entonces... Uh, pero también uh, tenía que tener, tenía que dar Michael Jordan mi respeto. Y, y no, no fue pagando, no son sus derechos, no tenemos nada de él. Es importante para mí respete, respetarlo, pero no fue a hacer esta película si él me dijo, no lo quiero, no, no quiero que tú, tú lo haces. Entonces... Uh, tuviera la oportunidad de hablar con él para ahora o, o, o algo como eso y uh, le, le pregunté que, qué son las cosas más importantes de esta historia para ti y, y, y él me dijo I mean listen I'm not Spanish but that sounds like very authentic Spanish it sounded incredible I thought it was a dub I like I truly did not think he was the one speaking 
it feels weird, right? Like I knew, yeah. I know he speaks Spanish. I knew that. I knew that he was very good at it even, but I had never seen him actually in a, in a sort of like an animated conversation like that. And I said to Christina, if this feels like a funhouse mirror or something, like I know he is speaking Spanish and this isn't a lie, but there's something about it that feels like a lie to me. Yeah, no, that is, that is exactly how I feel about it. Like I'm looking at it and it's happening, but I'm like, that's not, that's not him. That's him? That's not him. No. Like, there's no fucking way. Did you take... So he took Spanish, you know, he knew it when he was a kid because he had done this movie when he was, like, 13 in Mexico, I believe. And did you ever see Voyage of the Mimi when you were in school? I did not. I don't even know what that is, actually. I think it's a Boston thing, maybe, but it was a TV series that Ben Affleck was in when he was a little kid, and it's like a Massachusetts thing. I think it's about a whale. <laughs> okay. It was made by PBS, like that sort of thing. Sounds but fire. I forget he was a child actor sometimes, and then that kind of makes his behavior make a lot more sense, doesn't it? It makes his whole life make a lot more sense when I think about the fact that he's a child actor. Yeah, like just sort of the, you know, I don't know if they were really working him over over at PBS the way they were at Disney Channel or whatever, <laughs> but the meltdown is allowed, I guess. But I thought this was funny that like he you know, learned Spanish as a kid, but wasn't great with it. And then his daughter, Violet, started taking Spanish in school and she was getting better than him. So he <laughs> basically invested a bunch of time into being so good at Spanish. I mean, his enunciation's incredible. It was amazing. It was so good. I felt like I was watching like a telenovela. It was real. Like, I didn't know anything he was saying, but I was like, yep, that is yep. real Spanish. I don't know who it's coming out of, really, but <laughs> that's pretty real Spanish. Proud of him. Ben Affleck, you know, surprising. Christina said that his accent was very Puerto Rican. Which, okay. Of course, J-Lo's family loves him. Are well, you kidding? Yeah. Of course. So. Krista, this was one, so you were really kind to put together some stories and that I was like, oh no, Krista, I'm a freak. <laughs> I have to, controlling these links and making sure everything is properly credited, labeled, and that I'm doing something that I actually care enough about to talk about, I have to do <laughs> the document. Oh, if you guys without question. So, the Barbie movie trailer drops. Thoughts? Yes. So obviously, as a queer woman and a card-carrying dumb bitch, I am thrilled because it looks like everything. It looks like fucking everything. Wait a I minute. love it. Yeah. Are you a queer woman now, babe? I am a bisexual lady, and I always have been. Look at that. Look I know. I, that. Did, I realized when I was saying now, I was like, what are you talking about? But... <laughs> I didn't know that about you. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, Thank you've you known. So much. Yeah. So I don't, you know, <laughs> this is probably new news to you, but I didn't know that about you, Krista. Oh my gosh. Thank you. What's so crazy, guys, <laughs> is that Krista and I allegedly met, met once, but I didn't find that out until <laughs> a really long time later. It's so, this, this is so funny to me, but okay, ready? So, Kristen and I have like we've long followed each other on the internet. I believe you originally you I mean you met Christina too. You went out to drinks with Christina, I think, but yeah. you were someone who wrote in to please advise. 
Yeah, I listened to Please Advise. That was like, it was, I listened to Serial and then I started listening to Please Advise. I have no idea how I went from there to there. But uh, no. yeah, no. So that was, you have been with me for a long time, my friend. Two big hit podcasts. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> so, <laughs> what if I get someone, I'll get someone freed from jail. I'll Fuck work yeah. on that. Hell yeah, yeah, I'll have a conviction reversed. So <laughs> Yeah, the Barbie movie came out. Keep going. Sorry. Sorry I derailed you by but I just wanted to catch up on that. Oh you my guys, god. That's how easy it is to be an ally. Know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So I truly with the Barbie movie, I have no idea what the content of this film is gonna be. Like I get that like I think the plot is like they like leave Barbie land and like Ken comes with her. I don't give a shit what the plot is. I don't give a shit what happens in the I'm going to see it because everything about it, like everything about the trailer was just this like pitch perfect camp, bizarre Ryan Gosling is just fucking strange looking and it just looks delightful. It looks like a delightful romp and I am so excited to be blonde again. We're both blondes in time for the Barbie movie. I know. Two bimbos hanging out Bimbo this summer. fucking city. Oh, dude. I would love to. <laughs> Let Barbie's, me saddle up my friend. ass and come out to LA for a week. Yeah, no. Barbie is our smart friend for sure. 100%. <laughs> she has like so many jobs. She, she has a lot of fucking jobs. Probably has fantastic credit. Oh my god, Barbie's credit fucking slaps. She is, she's got those tiny little credit cards, teeny little mm-hmm. ones. I think she's Ken's sugar mama. Uh, yeah, I know I feel that for sure, especially um, just the way, I mean, in, this, in the film and in general, but like particularly in the film, <laughs> just because Ryan Gosling is playing it so fucking stupid, like I can't figure out what that is going to look like yet, really. Well, I think everyone knows Ken is stupid, but here's the thing. (laughs) I'm a little like, I'm a little interested that he's the Ken they went with. And obviously we all know Ryan Gosling is really handsome. Yeah. I will say that he looks like he is about 10 to 15 years older than Barbie. He absolutely fucking does. They, for some reason, did not like smooth him out at all. He looks real fucking tanned. And like by tanned, I mean like with the lines to go with all of the tanning, which is maybe on purpose. I don't know. Again, haven't seen, you know, Greta Gerwig's vision. So I can't, I can't fully comment. But. No, it's funny you say that, though, because I was seeing someone on Twitter be like, guys, maybe Ryan Gosling looks old in the <laughs> in the trailer because aging is an important part of this movie. And I, I don't know about all that. This, this chick I follow, Lil Bitch, she's like one of my favorite accounts. She said, like, you guys, like, he just looks old. Like, he's not, I don't think it's that deep. And she's right. They wouldn't, yeah. if the big reveal was aging, I don't know that, I don't know that they would show that in the trailer. But, you know, People are really pumped for this. This was like a huge sort of viral moment. I'm really interested in seeing it mostly because one of the the reasons why Ryan Gosling did this is he said he carried it around everywhere because it's the best script he's ever read in his life. 
that's fucking crazy. I'm stoked. I'm stoked just because of like the cultural moment of it all. Like I feel like we're going to see like a lot of blonde and a lot of neon and a lot of like people rollerblading. <laughs> like I feel like it's going to in in a similar way to the way that like euphoria changed the culture like in terms of like dress and kind of vibe or whatever. Like I feel like it's going to do a little bit of that and I'm excited to see that. But now knowing that it might actually also be a really good movie. I'm very intrigued. Yeah, I um, I think it'll be good. There's a lot of people in it, too. Like, a lot. Yo, there's a Michael Sarah jump scare in the fucking trailer. I am so surprised. So he's playing Alan. So one of the bits we did learn is that there's going to be, like, six girls named Barbie. And then there's also going to be, like, six Kens. Which I love. And major guest appearances in there. Yeah, I love that, too, right? Yeah. But... I'm wondering, like, so Alan is, like, the other guy. And Ken did have a friend named Alan. I forgot about Alan. But Alan is played by Michael Sarah, and he looks unlike anyone in the entire movie. <laughs> by the way, no skipper. No skipper? I didn't notice the skipper. I mean, I guess skipper doesn't really fit into the story if she's leaving Barbie land. Well, what if, though, she and skipper went on like a Romeo Michelle's type? See, that would be fucking sick. That I would really love to watch. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that there was now this is being misreported, but did you do you remember that there was going to be like an Amy Poehler version? No. Before Greta Gerwig signed on, Amy Poehler was the first one to be, like, really actively publicly working with the Barbie IP, which I know was floating around for a really fucking long time. Like, oh, absolutely. People have been trying to make Barbie happen for the last, like, 10 years. Yeah, it's like a – it's – yeah, they've been really excited to move with it. And the brand is more inclusive now. Like, I feel like – you know, when they first started, when I first started hearing like Barbie really is looking for someone to do like the Barbie movie, I was like, well, Mattel is, seems like really conservative. Like, yeah. I don't know how much fun you could have with it. Like, they have Barbie movies. Like, what would a major motion picture version of that look like? But Barbie is, you know, kind of woke. Yeah, Barbie's been continuously getting more and more woke. I will say that. <laughs> Barbie's waking up. She does these like daily to camera type vlogs or whatever. I believe it's on probably the website or something. But Barbie's always, you know, she's like, I think she even has a video of like being cool with your with your gay friends or whatever. Like, you know, like how to oh, how to uh, accept a, how to accept your gay friends or whatever. And it's kind of like, okay, that's good, Barbie. Like, that's good, Mattel. I had no, I like, I really had no idea. But if you think about it, it's the only way to combat her image issue. True. You know? Because she still do be looking like that. She's still, yeah, she's still looking like that. That's the thing I'm really looking to see how far they go with. Like, like you know, Margot Robbie seemed to be able to have eye movement. But, like, the most notable thing is, like, when the trailer starts, there's this, like, crazy <laughs> shot. Of her curved feet stepping out of bed. Yep. And it's really like kind of magical to even, I don't know, just to see that it's the first thing right off the bat. And also I'm like, you're smart to be In putting Margot Robbie's feet looking crazy like that on the screen first thing. Oh, they knew what they were doing. But that was literally the first thing in, like, my notes that I wrote up was, like, <laughs> when 
when she took her foot out of the shoe and it stayed curved, I screamed. <laughs> that is all it said. That was in your notes about yeah. it when you watched it. <laughs> God bless. I mean, yeah, I am. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a big movie event. Of course, also they did a really great job of getting that generator out oh, there, so yeah, poster generator that matches the posters that they did for the movie. I did one. I did not do one. What did yours say? I think I said this Barbie will make this conversation about 9-11. I'll link to it. And I'll post the generator too. That's so fucking good. Thank you. Oh, honey, I'm glad you liked that that much. Um, No, I'm just a person who like brings up 9-11 in conversation more than other people that I know. So I am constantly tickled by a 9-11 reference. It's Which sounds terrible, to, but it's something to bring up. You know what I mean? Like, up, yeah. but yeah, I uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm also a little worried. It's a lot right now. The hype is a lot, and I just yeah, I just the the hype makes me a little nervous. Oh yeah, because if it's not fire, people are gonna have things to say. Do you think? Yeah, and also yeah, it just is. I'm already kind of tired of it. Yeah, I'm already kind of sick of it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed it. I don't know how they're going to keep the hype going until July. Also, guys, I do want to apologize because you're probably wondering what the fuck's going on with me because I am just my brain isn't working today. This is like probably the worst my brain fog has ever been. I'm scared. Am I even saying anything right now? No, you're saying things. Trust me. If I start getting confused, that's when we're in trouble. But I am like right on track. So it's all good. You've been fine. Oh, because I completely spaced when I was telling people that not only have we met before, (laughs) but Krista and I just like, you know, got to know each other talking online, bullshitting, etc. And then I got this deal for I think Mother May Sleep a podcast where I had to do six live shows over a course of like 10 weeks or something on this app called Stereo, which is really fun. And I had scheduled all of my appointments to be with another another host that had gotten the ad. So we just like got on and like kind of did two birds, one stone type thing. And so I actually joined it and decided to try it like genuinely like, I mean, you know, I just wanted to, I, I like, I actually started to like really enjoy, like enjoy the concept of it. And I was like, okay, this isn't just an ad for me, baby. I want to be on stereo all day, every day. So I started inviting Krista to come do them with me. And there was a period of time during core <laughs> where you and I would like sit and talk for like seven hours. Yeah. Like, or we do like, four long ones in a day and it was um really fucking fun it was really fun yeah i and like since then like anytime you've asked me to do anything i'm like yep (laughs) i'm down because i know it's gonna be like not weird and it's gonna flow nice and it's gonna be free and easy and we have a good time we did an entire show that was like four hours long (laughs) about left-handed celebrities (laughs) And and Whoopi Goldberg came out on top. Yeah, so we did like a round where we went through like lists of famous left-handed celebrities. There was like a IMDb one that was maybe, you know, 300 names long. And we went through each name and we decided whether or not they were like going to qualify for the final 
left-handed celebrity list. Let me see if I still have it in my phone, the notes app. And, you know, there were some greats on the list. I remember Eminem was there. I think Barack Obama was there. Barack Obama was there. Mm-hmm. There was, I mean, there's a lot of left-handed people. Whoopi Goldberg, as far as we know, is the only EGOT, left-handed <laughs> EGOT. I believe so, yes. So anyway, proud of these people. I Let me see if I have these notes. I'll just be devastated if I don't. I know I'm looking for mine as well because I know I definitely had Dude, I definitely we had it hours and just did this. Why is this giving me all of my mother may I sleep a podcast notes? It's not that's boring. Oh, did we share a note? Maybe wait, hold on. <laughs> I think this might be it. Number one is Whoopi. Oh, Number wait, two no. is Sonia Sotomayor. <laughs> oh right. Betty White, Rick Moranis, LeVar Burton. I think this is it. Yeah. Trisha Paytas, Jenna Marbles. Ice-T is on the list. Oh, good. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't win. Yeah, it, it is. It's strange as to fans of Law & Order SVU that, that we did not choose Ice-T as the representative for left-handed celebrities. It's kind of crazy, huh? It is kind of crazy. Maybe we should. I don't know. Maybe Whoopi's been dethroned. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I mean, the maybe thought. they can just like, you know, they can co-own the title. Yeah. Well, we can have a king and queen. Shout out to Whoopi. All right. <laughs> so this is really bad. Yeah. Okay. So Cousin Greg, a.k.a. the actor Nicholas Braun, who plays Cousin Greg on the show Succession, mm-hmm. unfortunately is the latest person to be outed as a creep. And very much so. I'm like, what a fucking bummer, man. Here's People the thing. loved that guy. I kind of had a feeling, and I don't mean it in that way that's annoying when people say it, where they're like, I knew he was going to be bad. I'd been thinking about it because, you know, again, to reference Dumois, shout out, girly. She had posted for a very long time, you know, he's New York's most eligible bachelor. That's what they call him on Dumois. Oh, I remember Dumois going up talking about Nicholas Braun fucking getting all kinds of puss like left, right, and center. Yeah. So he is on dates all the time. He owns a bar with Justin Thoreau, who I guess also likes younger women. Oh. But they own a bar called Ray's in New York. And it's kind of a known thing that if you go to Ray's and, you know, Nicholas Braun is there. You if he if he's going to fuck you, he might fuck you that night. If not, probably come back like he's just known for always being with a different gal. Also recently did an interview saying that he has never been in a long term relationship in his life or potentially it was relationship altogether, which is not bad if you are, you know, not a relationship person, but it's it's a little it's a little like. Hmm, I don't know. And so when I heard that, I was like, okay, celebrity who seems like a dork deep down and plays like the most lovable per like version of a type of person on a terrible a show about terrible people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I thought it was cute he was called a disgusting brother. Like that's how much you're rooting for cousin Greg, right? Yeah. So 
you take that guy and you add him also as a bar owner and then you stick on there that he's also, you know, just a very active, active dude. For me, I, I didn't want it to be true. He's a supporter of horny for Bitcoin. <laughs> he is a supporter of horny for Bitcoin. Oh no, the scandal. I know. And I'm not going to lock him off the page. But... <laughs> Anyway, so here's the video where a fan came out about what happened between them. So here's this. She's their little little thing they want to hold on to, and I guess that's I guess that's me. Okay, so this is me when I was 16. This is baby girl in question. Um another reference pick um but basically when i was 16 years old this man tried to me um invited me back to his hotel room i told him i was in high school um he didn't care he gave me his number and he invited me back to his hotel room i declined because i didn't want to get but i later found out that that same day he actually someone else who I went to high school with who was also underage. So I'm not really buying this like baby girl thing. Just thought I'd like. It's like exactly what you would expect from someone like that. Like, I don't know. He gives, he gives me the vibe that that would be the kind of thing that he would do. Like I was never like, Oh, I'd like to go to new. Cause like, obviously like everyone knew he was out in New York, like all the time. And I've never once, as a person in Philadelphia who, like, was single at one point, was like, mm, I'm going to try to fucking bang Nicholas Braun. Like, that was never, like, my vibe. But, like, it was because something was off. And, like, that's the, when you see the face, like, his face in those photos, it's like, he knows he's doing something wrong. You could tell. I've See, I don't know that I've ever seen him in the photos. But, listen, I'll tell you this. First of all, I want to say... This is very brave of this girl to come forward. Because oh, very brave. The fan base, it's always brave for someone to speak out against someone, especially putting your face on it is mm-hmm. like really brave. But yeah, you know, I the succession fandom is very intense. I guess I hadn't realized that the succession Reddit is you know, just very much doing the, well, there's two sides to every story thing, but let's be real. We're talking about fucking statutory rape, which I'm going to be real with you. I don't expect that. No, no, I do not. Probably being callous, like sort of, you know, probably pulling two with two or three a days, maybe not having the safest sex. You know, all of that stuff. Like not texting people back, like having a shit ton of one night stands, like just being gross, like being unkind, being a little like I want to say the word N-E-G-G-Y, like kind of negging. But I realized I couldn't say that because it sounded way too close to a slur. Like he feels like that kind of energy. I don't know. But like I did not expect uh, the 16 year old girl part. You know? Yeah, I bet he's the kind of guy who like brings you home and then says something to you like his question is knowing what a dog he is and knowing how much sex he has his questions more like are you on birth control yeah you know what i mean oh 100 
Also, I like yeah. that you did a little bit of the Nicholas Braun impression. <laughs> Are oh, you a I birth my man voice. I can't help <laughs> it. Whenever it's a man, and I know it's so hypocritical as someone who like hated the like uncut jams meme. Like I hated yeah. it. Oh, I hate it too. It's a little hypocritical that I cannot portray a man in conversation without being like, oh my God. Like, but I just can't. <laughs> That's it's my like man a, voice too. I'm always like, oh, those hooves, like doing this thing. Like, that's a, that's just what's what we do. Yeah, I don't we know. We were what oppressed for the, so long. Let us have we're it. Still, you know, we're, we're still kind of oppressed. We're still Me pretty oppressed, many, but yeah. we're still pretty oppressed. So this guy, Danny McGanny, put together a whole thread. Guy only has seven followers, okay? But put together a very comprehensive thread. No, I appreciate it. I Let me see when he started his account, actually. So he started his account yesterday, it seems. Okay, so that's, yeah, exactly so why. taking the time to put this together, and it says, I'm looking through Nicholas Braun's social media and past blind items, including all of the receipts on this thread. I stand by his victims and hope that he's brought to justice. So... He says, first, let's look at the men he interacts with on IG. Nick follows Dan Blazarian and recently liked a video he posted of Andrew Tate, Barstool Sports, Joe Rogan, Gary Vaynerchuk, Chris Pratt, Kanye, including multiple fan accounts. He also liked photos supporting Johnny Depp. So, yeah, not great. The first half I'm fine with. I follow (laughs) fucking terrible people online and it's because I don't want to miss a thing they do. Yeah, that's true. Are you kidding? I'm, I'm, uh, I really, you know, that's the only power I have is knowledge. So he says he follows multiple men that have been accused of rape, sexual assault, or related charges, including Diplo, Jake Paul, David Blaine, Chief Keefe, Jason Nash, David Dobrik, Dave Portnoy, Justin Thoreau, Mike Bloomberg, Kevin Gates, Kevin Hart, Nelk Boys, Riff Raff, Connor McGregor. I like, what did Riff Raff do? I don't even want to know. <laughs> I'm I don't sure know it was if I want to know. Is that bad? Like, I that's not how I feel about something like this. But I mean, like, unless Riff Raff killed a man, I don't know if that's my business. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows what Riff Raff did? God bless. Apparently, so he's the, not treat women well. This, you know, some of this stuff is like he follows accounts that make fun of religion. Like, that's really not. Yeah, who cares about great that evidence. one? So it says he also follows tons of young women on IG, including celebrities, models, influencers, blah, blah, blah. So here's some firsthand accounts from Reddit. So someone wrote, Nicholas Braun is an IG fuckboy. And someone writes back as in, and it goes, followed me on Instagram after I responded to one of his stories. I have less than 2,000 followers. And we used to chat back and forth for like a few weeks. I thought we were friendly. Then I made an anniversary post for my boyfriend and he immediately unfollowed me, LOL. There have been other stories around here of him picking up on women through Instagram. Then they run into him on a date with another girl, etc. So then she goes on to say, I posted in this, I posted this in the week one thread, but I'll copy it here. Nicholas Braun followed me on IG and we chatted sporadically. I don't have any sort of IG following at all. And, you know, basically just sort of another thing here, but they're doubling down with that story. So that sounds probably, that's not crazy. That's not, no, that's not the wild. I mean, I expect a lot of famous dudes are like this. I know for a fact that a lot of famous dudes are like this because I've had this happen to me before, but yeah, like, come on now. Like, and that's also not unexpected. 
that's such a dude thing. Like, and also that's a girl thing too. Like yeah. if you see someone, you think they're cute or whatever, you follow them and then they post, they have a girlfriend. It's like, I don't know if I'd go through with the follow. I'd just like probably manually type their name in yeah. and get like a, you know, survey the area. <laughs> but he also is follows a lot of younger girls on there that are like 16 or 17 he uses his bar as a tool to find women all of these sort of reddit screen caps etc are in the show notes there's a link to it so he slept with someone wrote he slept with 50 percent of new york city women under 30 slight exaggeration one of his dumois nicknames is literally nyc boyfriend let's see this part this is pretty well known if you're into the gossip sphere but nicholas braun is seems to mostly only sleep with girls in their early to mid 20s who are fans of him it's kind of pathetic lol yeah then there was this post on dumois a while back i guess the writer or like some journalist like put out a call to action on dumois to interview girls that he's slept with oh oh wait i'm reading this now what the fuck yeah and I know that it it is sort of a meme that he's a dog, especially amongst like a certain set, right? Oh, of course. But also he's never really like slut shamed about it either, which is like good. You know what I mean? Like I do appreciate people keeping the same energy, right? But it's the the volume is what bothers me, truthfully, if I'm going to be real with you. And yes, if a girl, a girlfriend of mine came to me and said, hey, I like sleep with a new guy pretty much every night of the week. And sometimes I do two a days. I would be worried about her, too, maybe in a slightly different way. But I'd be like, what are you chasing, baby? Yeah. What's what's going going on there? Yeah, that that's so that's a if the shoe was on the other foot situation. Totally. Yeah. And then basically, like, you know. Yeah. Someone wrote on his Instagram comments, hey, why did you harass my friend for sex to the point that she gave in for you to shut up? The in- and the entire time you talked about how much you love petite women and girls who are slightly significantly tinier than you. Oh. Ew. So. Oh, God. Someone, he tried to kiss a 12-year-old? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, an, that's alleged, but this is a reply to the original thread but it said this man tried to kiss my friend when she was 12 and he was in his 20s he is so creepy and it's actually a lot worse than the two 16 year olds he's a full-on pedophile that is completely unverified information to be clear but that was what someone said on twitter wait how old was he 16 he was in his 20s oh god yeah oh that's like really bad Yeah, that's really fucking bad i mean If you think about it, if someone is only going for, like, women that are, like, freshly, like, pubescent, like, something's wrong. Something's real wrong. And not to mention, he's, like, 6'7". Oh, yeah, he's giant. Apparently, he, I I mean, I guess if he only likes women who are a lot smaller than him. There you go. Like, if you're hooking up with, like, a 5-foot girl or 5'2 girl or whatever, and you're 6'7", that is very gross. I mean, as a 4'11 woman, it's also complicated. No, exactly. It's yeah. like, I'm not liking the, I'm not liking the connotation there. Yeah. 
Nope. I'm very disappointed in you, cousin Greg, Nicholas Braun. I'm very disappointed in you. I know. And we're recording this on a Sunday. Like, succession is on tonight. I have to watch this man be a fucking fool. I'm watching tomorrow. I'm So I'm going to give him 24 hours to think about what he did. But, (laughs) yeah, I mean... Listen, I'm very much I'm very much thrown by this and we'll see. I mean, I'll be honest with you, amongst those other things that I'm really disappointed about, I'm sure you can guess it's fucking the Johnny Depp thing, dude. Like, oh, I yeah. did not work on that cuz I wanted to be like, okay, you can follow Dan Blazarian and be a good person. Like, don't get crazy cuz I really don't believe truly in a world where I'm paying with my click. I don't it's like it's that thing where I don't believe my vote's that important. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I alone am not and, I, and I'm not a role model like I wouldn't suggest you act like me anyway so yeah I just uh, I want to say I'm like really fucking disappointed about the Johnny Depp thing because you would think that he would get it because I think secretly a lot of people in the in the Hollywood world like celebrities they do secretly get it they oh just, absolutely they get it don't say things so you know, to really be like a out and out and proud Johnny Depp stand, you have to be kind of an a hole. I feel, but feel anyway, Krista, thank you for joining me. Thank you for spending your Easter with me. While I know, also, you know, you're having a full fun family day. You guys, I apologize to America and all the other countries for i guess just how bad i feel about my brain today it's not really working i don't think i was insightful krista did a lot of the heavy lifting and i I might have to i might make a patreon or something this week where i unpack these stories with like working with a full deck but i'm worried the dementia has kicked in like i'm not gonna lie like i'm a little like I'm a little traily offy today, so we'll figure it out. But you were great. Oh, well, first of all, you were not nearly as as foggy as you think you were. Because, like, trust me, I understand the brain fog of it all. You did not sound unusually crazy and foggy, and I'm also feeling a little foggy as well. So sorry for the foggy episode, guys. A little bit of a foggy old London town of an episode, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Were you saying that I usually sound crazy? No. (laughs) No. Sorry, I'm being needy. I'm like being a person I never am. I'm like, please come. I'm like that. Like I'm upset because I only got an an A minus, and it's like, (laughs) shut up, Molly. You're being annoying. But yeah, I might make a Patreon episode later this week where I really like. I'll take my time more. And, you know, deep down, Tiffany, you win, okay? You win. <laughs> you leave me, and I'm a mess, okay? You have my ass. I love you. You guys, everyone be safe. Appreciate you a lot, Krista. I'm going to make sure all of your information is linked. Do you, are, can we put your OF in the yeah, we can. bio? I if can link to anyone likes a, a sexy, sexy lady, likes to look at a sexy lady with big old boobs and big old butt, that's me. Yep. Yep. And yeah, like, <laughs> it'll be great. And congratulations on coming out to me. Oh my God, you're welcome. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> Why did I say you're welcome? This is a fucking disaster. <laughs> We're fine. All right, you guys, killing it. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Shawty that look like a double G Every girl in here 10 but it ain't no 
to Tennessee And you might just get some money, but it ain't no guarantee Delta G's on the left, Delta G's on the right And you know I stay in Texas, I don't really like to fight Like we in 2013, shawty do it for the vine Shawty moving real well, I might have to wind it down Threw the money to the center, now I watch it hit the flow Now rack it up, rack, rack, rack it up, king, back it up Back, back, back it up, king, stack it up Stack, stack, stack it up, she say where you at? Sam Marcus down in Texas And if I drop a pin, best believe that she on the Thought way was important, but I'm moving right about the I'm way Delta cheese tonight, told the baby I got cheese tonight Get a scholarship, I ain't smoking on no TAC, low tolerance All these ladies telling me I'm finna blow, like they tell her Shout out TurboTax, tax refund, was another bag Like the quarterback at recess, no rush You gon' end up like a Call of Duty mission, no rush This ain't UT, white shirt, orange like a pumpkin Mama call me, ask me how college is, I said bless Hey folks, I'm Yen. And I'm Nat. And we're the hosts of Comic Sans, the podcast about comics for those who are sans knowledge. Comic Sans is a show for people who know nothing about comics, like me. And people who love them, like me, and want to learn more about them. What makes you an authority on comic books? I read them, write them, live them, breathe them. What makes you the authority on knowing nothing? Honestly, Yen, two seasons in, I actually know a little more than I used to. You're welcome. The reason for that is that every episode, I make Nat read one of my favorite comics, like Daredevil Saga or This One Summer. And then he tells me what makes that comic so special. And then I hear what Nat thinks, and I try to avoid a pulmonary embolism. While I actively try to give him one. You can listen to the second season of Comic Sans now. With new episodes every two weeks. Wherever you get your podcasts. You know, Yen, I think I know so much about comics now that this might have to be our last season. Nat, there will forever be more comic than you will ever know. What does that even mean? I don't know. It sounds profound, though. Right?